Um, here we go. We're going to do uh, 10 major developments taking place right now as we enter the new era. Uh, I suppose by way of a little bit of a preamble, this summer is going to be a, a, a little bit different. It's kind of what we're going through now is a little bit different to where we hope to be launching into in September. This summer, um, we have we have three venues currently on a Sunday. We're about to go to four. So Steve Green is leading the venue in Goole and Andrew is leading the venue the venue in Cottingham where they, where they have kids work and stuff like that because the venue can, can cope with it. I'm leading the venue in Hazel and then Chris is going to be launching a fourth venue for us so we're giving people more and more choice this summer as everybody gets more and more confident through June July and August so that's what's happening there and of course we're throwing in the odd drive-in so we can all come together one of those is happening on Father's Day look for your emails to to come and join us if you want to Um, so uh, that's what's happening this summer but as we look to September and beyond let me just show uh, share with you a lot of the things that we're trying to land are you ready for it here we go 10 major developments in revive as we enter the new era in at number one should we do the young people first right okay let's do the youth then the kids youth uh, the Revival Nation and other kinds of youth stuff is just taken off. I'm so proud of Matt and Emily and, and others, all the team, and all that they're doing to absolutely cause the youth and then the kids, work we'll talk about in a minute, to, to take off in this season. It's been really hard to do youth and kids work under lockdown, but... Uh, Matt and Emily are coming up with fantastic plans. It is just taking off with not only two in-person services on a Friday in Hull, as well as online stuff still going on. And then you've got Rise Up Lads and Rise Up Girls, trips, pizza, laser, bowling, hanging from ropes, all kinds of stuff, picnics, parks. It's just exploding at the moment, which is really fantastic. So get your kids to Youth Revival Nation. It's doing incredible stuff over in Ghoul as well. Steve over there, they've got paddle boards, you know, they've got paddle boards. They're going paddle boarding on the river, on the canals and stuff like that. Really good stuff going on in Ghoul too. They're having heaps of fun. So well done, all the guys over in Ghoul. So youth is absolutely taken off. We are investing in kids. Uh, Matt and Emily are doing a fantastic job. Uh, so get your kids there because it's getting really busy. Uh, even in the holidays, we're expecting to do intensive weeks of fun and the fire of God moving and stuff like that. We're expecting creativity to begin to bubble up. We want to get the kids trained and up and running in worship and the arts so get involved revival nation is taking off in at number two i feel like i'm doing top of the pops it's so cool this um again with kids revival kids is really getting busy now and you know there's heaps of social stuff going on uh you know it is parks picnics trips little get-togethers uh but this is so powerful spiritually don't just think well it's just fun our kids need their mental health to be blessed. They, they, they need the therapy of heaven and the therapy of good relationships after such a difficult year. So again, so proud of Emily and all the team that are beginning to draw the kids together and to do lots of in-person stuff. Let's just pray we have glorious weather all this summer while we start to gather kids and do fun together. And you know, the Rise Up uh, Lads and the Rise Up Girls 
projects that they're doing are so good. They're slightly crossover between Revival Kids and Revival Nation. Uh, but uh, I know Zach, my own son, has been absolutely loving what they've been doing. So get your kids, I think it's 9 to 14 year olds, involved in Rise Up Girls and Rise Up Lads. And uh, let's have them being ministered to as these incredible little uh, concepts to just minister to them at their age range and then kind of lift them, begin to take off. Uh, get your kids connected in. You know, we've got prophetic words about Revive just being full of children. And I have just such a heart to see that the young generation come through on fire for God, spiritually trained, mature, growing, blessed. So we want to bless the children of your family. So get them along to Revival Kids, get them along to Revival Nation because those ministries are getting very, very busy. I'll say more about what we're doing in the community for kids a little bit later on. Uh, but again, so grateful to Emily and all she's doing with Revival Kids. In at number three, I want to make it really clear that as we come into this new era, we feel God's been talking to us about building a house of prayer, a house of glory, a place of encounter. Prophets like Lana Vorster have been talking about places on the earth that house wells of glory. And that's who we want to be. While we are a church, our primary emphasis isn't to just do classic churchy things, let's say. We really want to be a place of the presence of God, a place of deep prayer, a place of encounter for the region, the nation and beyond where people can come and be in God's presence because something happens to the atmosphere when there's a group of praising people that, as it were, occupy the, the realm of the heavenlies and fill it with praises and fill it with prayers. It's like it's like the, the RAF that control the skies while the troops are working on the ground. And so we want to be doing that and build building a real house of prayer. Sharon Stone even prophesied that when we would build our building, we wouldn't be building a church in a classic sense, but rather a hub, a ministry training center, a nest, a resource center, a place to go from and be deployed from. And that's what we're going to be doing. Building a place where people can encounter God. And then this goes to my next point, point four, which is a people that begin to be mobilized. Just just a thought before I go to point four. My my mum in the church she was in, I, I guess it would have been in about the 60s, they were having something of a move of God in the church and people were meeting God and getting filled with the Holy Spirit and being transformed. Now, look what happens when people meet God, because some people will worry. If you just have a place that's a house of prayer, will everything become insular and inward looking? No, if it's a true house of prayer, the opposite will happen. Isaiah 6, when you meet God, your heart goes, here I am, send me. If you truly meet God, you actually don't want to go back to the house of prayer. You need to get out and go to begin to do stuff. And you only come back to be refreshed, ready to go out again and follow God. When my mum was in a little bit of a move of God in the 60s, you know, all of her youth group, ended up on the mission field, ended up in ministry, ended up being pastors, ending up going out to transform society. It's what happens when you get a move of God. Everybody wants to give their lives for the mission of God, not play at church, but to head out and do all that God's called them to do. And so the reason I feel God is calling us to be a house of glory and a house of prayer is because he is going to mobilize more people than ever. Okay, so that's what we're about. We're not about becoming insular. 
We're about truly encountering God, not just encountering church and services and singing. Encounter God and your heart will be moved and you'll be sent by God to do something that he's wired you from the beginning of time to do and to bring transformation to the world. And so we're building a house of prayer and it's going, I'm not saying that we're going to do 24-7 prayer and just pop up a rotor and there we go, tick, we've done it. It's about truly being a place where people encounter God. David Hathaway, a significant apostle and evangelist, um, uh, he's, seen, he, he's essentially uh, Russia's Reinhard Bonnke or Russia's Billy Graham. He's just seen such a harvest in, in the kind of the Russian side of the planet, as it, as it were. And he was in Hull and he prophesied, he said this, I see the spiritual leaders of Hull holding gatherings where there is worship and arts and intercession and evangelism and somehow these all come together and lead to revival well we're going to begin to just act on that word and create a gathering place for worship and prayer and intercession and arts and evangelism knowing that it can lead to a great move of God. So that's what we're doing. We're building a house of prayer, a house of glory, a place of encounter. And it will result in us needing point number four. Point number four is that we are unveiling a new mobilization strategy this summer. Uh, Revive has always been a family of charities and ministries and ministers, not just a single organization with a an organizational structure we are more of a a network of friends and family and charities uh, that head out across the face of the earth to go and do good we touch thousands of people every single week from food to education to medical care to youth to all kinds of stuff going on all over the place but we're not a single organization we we're we're a, we're a network a family a tribe uh, all running after the call of god we're not even a place that serves one vision that might be mine as a senior minister I think you have powerful visions from God and my job is to help facilitate the dream that God gives you and this mobilization strategy is going to help us to do that even more it's a way of causing we might have, uh, I don't know, about a dozen mobilized ministries right now, different ministries around the world. You saw a lot of them in the first song that we play today, those pictures of, of lives being transformed because people got a dream or a call from heaven. And then we found a real simple, non-cumbersome way of just going, hey, let's release you to go do that. And then, but, you know, we, and then we remain part of the family. We support, we encourage, we approve, we pray. Um, but it enables people to be empowered and move forward with what God's called them to do. Now, the mobilization strategy is going to be really, really simple. It means that a ministry, without becoming a department of the church, can still have representative on our executive team. So we're able to connect with what you're doing. Um, I'm just reading off a little list here. We, we've got prayer cover for those who want to start ministries. There's a pool of personnel that can help you within the church. There's signposting to training resources. There's promotion, there's provision, uh, there's premises, all kinds of things like that. We want to support your dream. And as the summer goes on, we will unveil the simple way that we can help you launch your ministry to transform the world in the way that you feel called to do. So once your heart has been touched in the presence of God and you've encountered God and you know what he gave birth to you to do, 
We have a whole setup that empowers you to go do it, that has got care involved in it, but it's not bureaucratic and cumbersome. It's releasing and powerful. So that's our new mobilization strategy being launched this summer 2021. In at number five, it is our plan to rent a large retail space in Hull uh, for one to two years so that we have a place to settle and base ourselves and build a house of prayer and a place that we can mobilize from. So change of use is in right now because we need to change it to a place of worship. It's a large, beautiful space, tons of space for us. We'll be able to do socially distant services there because it's huge. Uh, so really pray as the change of use planning is going through right now. And what I'd really like, what, what I, I think could well happen is that we're able to get in there for August and begin to kit it out uh, and then from September we'll be able to start holding services doing all of our events and praying and training etc family events and stuff like that in there so a rented space for one to two years while we get on with point number six in at number six is the new building on Kingswood which as you know has been going on quite a while uh, and I'll be honest I've been down in the dumps at times this has been taking so long and i'm sure you've been down in the dumps too trust me it's been frustrating for absolutely all of us and yet in the last couple of months we've had really good conversations about the new building with uh, people that can really help us it's a really interesting time uh building just after brexit and with covid going on it leaves a lot of things up in the air and yet as we've sat down wondering whether you know this big project is really going to come off uh, as we got to a really good stage you know uh, planning is in technical drawings done uh, we really are at the stage now of builders quoting to build the building and that is actually going on in the background right now a builder is quoting and help us helping us to value engineer and look at ways that we could do certain things uh, a, a little bit easier and make it really work for us but i have to say the level of of, of cooperation and kindness that we're finding as we're having meetings about carrying this thing forward and building this permanent home for us on Kingswood where we really want to be is going really really well I've had conversations that are worth hundreds of thousands of pounds and we just need that favor to continue so keep praying into that one the plan is while we are in a rented space in Hull so that we can settle because all the moving around and the hiring and you know only having a venue for a Sunday so you rush in you set up and you have to rush out you just it's very hard to build a powerful presence filled culture when you're running around lots of venues in the way that we have been uh, we really wanted to settle so the rented venue is really going to help us to do that but the plan really is to have that permanent home on Kingswood so pray that that continues to go well we need the favor to really turn into some fleshed out plans that are doable we we still need miracles even though we've been having conversations that I would say are miraculously kind and really really useful and so we really have taken some big strides forward in the last couple of months even having been stuck for about I would say for 18 months I'd say pretty much uh, for the length of the pandemic, it's been difficult. But in the last two months, encouragement after encouragement. So pray that that continues. 
Pray that that really begins to accelerate. Pray for the builder that's uh, going to quote and for other organizations uh, and places of authority that are, are being really kind right now. We want that to increase and to accelerate. So ideally, what I'd love to happen is that we're renting a building for one or two years while the new building is being built and we can simply shift from the one to the other, from the temporary home to the permanent home. But it really gives us places to settle, expand and to grow the work that we know God wants us to do. We want to build that base, that training centre, that community transformation centre up in the north of Hull. Uh, so keep praying that the favour of God keeps unfolding. And uh, as soon as we can start to have more in-person detail meetings, a bit like AGMs and informational type meetings, I can't wait to sit and for the directors and I just to be able to answer questions and go into more fine detail. Uh, it's just not appropriate to do it online like this. But the headline is, it's going really well. So keep praying for more of that, please, because we want a permanent home so we can move forward. In at number seven, I want you to know, even though I'm talking about these in-person services and these buildings, we are not going to stop ministering digitally and online. So we're going nowhere. Uh, we intend to keep ministering online to all those that are far from us geographically, can't get to services, maybe you're homebound. We consider it is not second class if you're connecting with us online. Uh, and in fact, we do hope to be developing that more and more over time. And even these new buildings I'm talking about, you can come and join us than the wonder of uh, uh, social media, YouTube and things like that. So uh, don't worry, we ain't going anywhere. We want to continue ministering to you and we consider you part of our family too. The eighth major development at Revive is that we have joined a network called Churches in Communities. Uh, this is giving us an increased sense of accountability for our ministers and chaplains, appropriate to how God is leading us these days. As we're developing a little bit of a fledgling apostolic tribe to who we are, churches connecting to us, I'm aware that we needed a higher level of resource to give us accountability and a sense of home and resource too. So we've joined churches in communities, which is, well, how can I put it? Um, Hugh Osgood is the leader and he is the free church moderator in the UK. Uh, think of it like this. You've got the Archbishop of uh, Canterbury, head of the Anglican Church. You've got the Archbishop of Westminster, head of the Catholic Church. Then you've got Hugh Osgood, who is the free church's moder moderator. In other words, representing all those other churches. And we've joined the network that he leads, churches and communities. And it's giving our ministers, chaplains, uh, a higher level, a better level of accountability than we've had in the past. Now, that of course means that for practical purposes, we have left Assemblies of God and moved to churches in communities because essentially we're not going to pay for both. Literally, that would cost you know the equivalent of a wage to be in both and we can't do that. Our heart is 100% uh, behind AOG. We love them to bits. We honour them. Uh, it, the, the reality is that probably over the last few decades, we've grown more and more apart. And so the sense of using the resources available there has diminished incredibly over the years. And in fact, we spend more time with 
churches that aren't Assemblies of God churches than with AOG churches. But our history is there. We love them to bits and we honour them. But for practical intents and purposes, we are now part of churches in communities, which is giving, uh, as I say, our ministers uh, a higher level of accountability. We're getting near the end now in at number nine, back to Kingswood. Uh, we are reopening the community centre at Kingswood, uh, the little space that we've got downstairs in Kingswood House. And uh, we fully expect that to get busy once again pretty soon. We've got some events over the summer uh, as Emily's doing a brilliant job of just beginning to reconnect with the with the mums and the kids that were involved in the toddler groups and stuff like that with little angels. Uh, that's all going to be relaunching as we hit September and we expect to be very busy with doing things that will uh, connect with and transform the community in Kingswood so that we are fully connected there so that once our building is built we can transfer all the stuff that we do there over to the new building and add loads more and we pray become a real community hub for the people of Kingswood to be touched with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And finally, in at number 10, there is still lots of other strategic reviews that are going on right now over this summer. We're reviewing small groups and how they will operate in the new season. Pastoral care and integrating new members into the church. We're, we want to make sure that really is ready for growth. We are expecting a move of God, lives to be changed, people to get saved. And we want all of our amazing pastors to, to be ready for that, but not overwhelmed by that. So we're reviewing our pastoral care as we're getting ready for growth. We're reviewing prayer, of course, so that we can adjust it to really facilitate a house of prayer and a well of glory being among us. We're reviewing um, the collective, how our network of churches connects to us. And that's been uh, uh, growing a tiny little bit under lockdown. And we're just holding back from pushing it too much. Uh, but the expectation that that will really grow. We are allowing not just church leaders to come into the collective, but we're looking at business leaders and kingdom influencers and, and artists and itinerants and missionaries to connect. So again, we are able to really create a family that knows how to number one, meet God and number two, be mobilized to go and transform the world. So we're reviewing all of that over this summer. Uh, and, you know, as part of the collective, I can't wait to be doing refresh leaders forums in person again from September. That's all going to be happening. We're reviewing some of our locations. Uh, some in some of them, the leaders uh, are no longer present. In others, the leaders really want to reevaluate what they're doing for maximum evangelistic effect and stuff like that. So we'll be announcing how each of the different locations are changing, if they are changing, uh, throughout the summer uh, as we talk to leaders and review what's happening right across the region. And I would say the other big kind of strategic review is whenever I've, I've managed to sit with a team, and that's just starting more and more now, had a great day with the team just yesterday, um, just talking about and, and praying and prophesying uh, over the future. But it comes up time and time again. We want to spend more time uh, as a whole church, doing things that make us more like family. It's hard with a commuter church. We do spread right across a wide region, so it is quite hard, but we know that our future is going to involve more food, more fun, and more family than ever before. So look out for those things to be incorporated into all we do in the future. We know that we need to do more than church services and prayer meetings and even mobilize ministry. We need to be friends and to hang out. We want it to feel like a band of brothers and sisters 
on a mission to transform the world together. But we know we need to work hard at creating that togetherness feel that has been, well, attacked, let's say, by, by lockdowns more than ever. So we're acutely aware. God help us to put in place ways to be, in real natural and fun ways, more of a family than ever before. Well, I hope you got something from that and you feel a little bit more informed on the inside of what's going on at the moment at Revive. Uh, (laughs) Change is here to stay, we always say at Revive, don't we? There's heaps going on, but keep praying for for me, pray for our directors, pray for our executive team. That's our, you know, kind of the core of elders and deacons that that, uh, leads the church and uh, just give, give us wisdom and favour. Pray for all those mobilised ministries and just pray that we will march through this summer and on into some real fruitfulness in the months and years to come.